Nachos Amigos, and welcome to another fantastic edition of Record Breakers, a music podcast for sharing music with your friends. Uh, we're here, uh, it's this little fun book club for music that we've uh, ga- gathered for ourselves. Uh, and here with me, uh, I'm Petey Ripe, your man with no plan, and here with me is my crew, uh, my team. We've got Brett. Hey, everybody. We've got Drew. Hey, everybody. Have you heard the news? I'm rapping Hitler, and I, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Uh Patrick. And we have Patrick. Can we thank everyone that this isn't a Hulk Hogan album? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, we, we can Did Hulk Hogan make another album? No. Sorry. Maybe I should have brought it. Uh, all the forces in the universe uh, can have uh, helped prevent that. Uh, and he doesn't need money because uh, Gaw- uh, Gawker gave him all their money. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So again. now his music would be from the heart. That- <laughs> It would be music for him, not for yeah, not for profit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, Second no. music from the heart. Let's talk about this week's record. Uh, the provider of the, of the album this week, uh, or the mixtape, I guess, according to uh, Wikipedia, uh, right. is Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? Right. It's um an album that has the distinction now of being the first album that only was available uh, through internet means, uh, only available through streaming services specifically to win a Grammy um, one best rap album at the 2017 Grammy Awards an album I think is really worth uh, the listen something that's uh, an interesting uh, look and an interesting change from his previous works but still very much uh, working in his strength it's Chance the Rapper's album Coloring Book yeah his mixtape uh, it, it makes a dis- distinction because he very. It is. I would. He would. He would be one to make that distinction because uh, this is an entire song. But we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but uh, I'll start with Brett. Brett, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, I, I didn't know that it was a mixed tape. I didn't. I, I didn't see that any tape. I, I, you know, there were no magnetic strips. Uh, no, I had no. I, I had no idea what this was going to be. I didn't know what. I, I knew that. Drew was talking about it because I think we were sitting here when the award was won or somewhere near uh, in doing a pre-show. But other than that, like I had no clue that this this isn't really like the waters I wade into often. So sort of was looking forward to seeing what is cool with those that are hip and with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations? Um, This is a friendly reminder that I'm old and out of touch. Uh, My knowledge of Chance the Rapper I know the name, and I also know that he was in a Reese's commercial once, I think, uh, making some play on his name, and but rapper with a W. Uh, but I had never heard uh, his his music, so I was coming in blind as well. Yeah, uh, I've been... Uh, I know I've kind of been a little bit out of touch with a lot of like what's being released now, hip-hop-wise. I think just because I haven't waited in there. So I was looking forward to kind of getting into this because uh, I'm always looking forward to like exploring my boundaries uh, 
outside of right now honestly outside of like the only hip-hop that i've listened to recently which is nerdcore so it's like <laughs> this is this is going to be this is going to be a fun listen and i was looking forward to it but yeah drew well, how would you describe this album musically well uh, this album um is sort of all over the place but yet very grounded um in a weird way um the genres on wikipedia if we do want to point to wikipedia calling um labeling a mixtape um, we're not the podcast to get into the technicalities of album versus mixtape, I don't think. Um, so we're not, I'm not going to do that. Not but, his, uh, choice and stylistically. It used to be, it was free rather than pay. Uh, now it, I yeah. imagine it's more like it's in stream rather than like an album that you put out. Right. Streaming would count as a mixtape and stuff like that. But again, that's a whole thing that's like, this weird thing in that community that's still being like sort of figured out a little bit, I think. Um, but yeah, it's chance hit it. Um, sort of big in the hip hop scene. Um, he was sort of the guy that was always hanging out with Gambino and nobody knew why. Um, and then, uh, acid rap sort of came out and everybody knew why. Um, he, was from Chicago and he moved after acid rap to LA to sort of do more and try to be more in tune after his tour with Macklemore, I believe it was. Um, and then just couldn't find himself. So he went back to Chicago, reconnected with an ex, um, that was his baby's mother and his sort of findings in refinding, um, his faith and everything like that is sort of what became this album. Um, and because of that, the genres listed are on the Wikipedia page, um, as I was saying, was, are both hip hop and gospel rap, because there is actually musically, there is actually some actual like gospel underpinnings to some of this, which is really kind of crazy from the Chicago children's choir in the backing of some of the songs to trumpet, um, and the lyrics, uh, throughout the album itself feels on multiple fronts very uplifting um also the quote-unquote features if we're going to talk about it in a the cool hip-hop with it terms the features on this album are also kind of crazy when you consider who chance sort of was so like this was the acid rap got him some acclaim but like this album really sort of broke him into the big time obviously he's winning grammys now um, but like he has Kanye West, he has two chains, but he also has features from, like I said, the Chicago children's choir and Justin Bieber. So like, it's just really kind of weird, but it all sort of works in an odd way. Um, the man's gotten respect because of the lyricism and being willing to do his own thing and put himself out there without any sort of hint that there's anyone else in the back, right? There is, if he fails, he fails on his own merits. If he succeeds, he succeeds on his own merits. He is proud to not go for the major label security, um, as many would call it. There's a lot on this album. This album, I think, is just musically dense um, because of the beat choices and stuff like that and how it sort of 
has that sort of weird gospel soulness to some of the beats, and yet it still very much sticks in the hip hop sort of demeanor to it. Yeah. Uh, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? Um, I, I would describe it as very, uh, very tight and, uh, no frills. There's nothing that's on this album that is extra that you did not need. Um, everything is sort of shoved forward, put to the front. Um, it's a, there's, it's vocals. Sometimes the vocals or backing vocals are put to through some effects, um, but it's mainly a, a beat and some vocals. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes you get the full R and B backing chorus, um, but not always. Um, you know, it's there's a lot of there's some use of brass in in some very good ways. Um, there's some some really strange pairings of different some some dissonance in the different vocals coming. That I, that I enjoyed and it's a pretty instrument it's obviously a, a, an album that's very personal um, inward facing uh, unlike Hulk rules um, but uh, are you telling me Hulk rules was not I'm me. telling you it's unlike Hulk rules there he broke all of Hulk rules um, <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's a very very it's a very tough album to just pin down to like one thing because there's so much stuff going on here. Um, and it's obviously the pouring of someone's soul into music for the entire world to take a look at. So, you know, you've got that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? Um, this is like sort of the blind spot of my hip hop knowledge. Cause, uh, I, as many people know, am not an expert in it, nor am I like, it, it's not my, my home genre. It's something I dabble in. Um, it, it, there's a lot of, there's as, uh, probably as much singing as there is rapping on it for a guy who calls himself chance, the rapper, he, he sings a lot or, or sing raps. I don't know what, what the, if there's a term for it that I'm unhip to, um, this is one of those ones that uh, the like it makes me feel old and out of touch because it is I I don't know where it came from and I don't understand it but like on a musical level there's a lot of really interesting instrumentation like uh like Brent sort of alluded to there's strings and horns and stuff that get used um and there's there's a lot of it's it's I I don't want to call it soft like in a bad way but most rap music is notably very percussive and hard and aggressive and this is very much not that at all uh, beach patrol yeah. very hard <laughs> yes hard the hardest Hulk Hogan, hard. the, the gift that's going to keep on giving for the next like can, 10 episodes can, i don't, know if, you, I don't know if y'all can tell let's let's pull back the curtain i don't know if y'all can tell by our similar clothing and the fact that it keeps coming up but we just recorded that episode just to just to peel back the, the curtain a little Look. bit Look, if Glassjaw still comes up, I'm pretty sure Hulk Rules is also yeah, going to come up. Let's be, be fair. fair. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is a very introspective record. It's very uh, it's very much uh, has those uh, those ways uh, those colorings of uh, modern hip hop. What is modern like rap music? Uh, you know, the fact that Future is on here uh, for one thing, uh, and you got Lil Yachty. Uh, you know, right? Of all people, <laughs> fucking Lil Yachty's on a track. Then how does that make sense? 
Uh, I'm <laughs> like next. I, I was I'm, I I for, I had to stop and think. Was like, did Migo was Migos on this as well? <laughs> like, like you would have expected Migos to be on here as well, and like fucking all these like everyone's people. getting bad and bougie. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Ben, <laughs> God, I, I now I want to make both Brett and uh, Swagger listen to Bad and Bougie. Oh my God, that's post show. We're listening yeah, to Bad and Bougie. To bad and Bougie and Panda. This is gonna be a whole thing. Uh, bad and Bougie. Donald Glover had to thank Bad Bad Bougie on stage. <laughs> like that's how good that song is. Yeah. <sighs> um. You know, we, we, we don't have a lot of old money. We got another new money. Uh. But yeah, let's talk about some key tracks. Let's. Uh, Drew. Uh, what would be some of the key tracks to zero in on? Um. I'm gonna do it in two pairs, right? Um. Because usually I jump around, but I noticed that the songs I really wanted to talk about actually came like one right after the other, which is really weird um, for me. But we'll do the first two um, and then we'll do a middle two. So all we got um, the trumpet on this um, and the like, I'm not a huge Kanye West guy, but like his vocal with the auto tune on this, plus that trumpet, like the sort of gets gets out what this album is like it's music right like that's he is it's the title it's all we got like that's he's about to do what you want sort of artists to do in their genre which is put something out there that they feel honest about they feel pull it all something from the heart um whether it be um uh the sort of religious undertones and the uh love and affection for your own children and stuff like that that this album has or something like your muscles and how great america is but it's neither here nor there um and then it goes into no problem um i never thought i would like a little wayne verse but i guess i'm sitting here telling you i like a little wayne verse and that's really weird um the sort of vocal blending that makes up the beat in the background in a way and then the message behind the lyrics um as like a sort of fan of like the diy ethics and that like sort of like punk rock mentality for like a better term in my opinion like is something like i can really get behind on this track right it's look i'm gonna do this on my own i don't need anybody else like if anybody gets in my way of doing what i want to do and making the music i want to make like there's going to be problems and everyone I know is coming with me and I don't care. Um, and then the other pair I wanted to talk about is uh, Blessings uh, would be the first track of that. Um, and Blessings, the biblical references that are in the lyrics flow in a way that like you almost don't catch them as like straight up like biblical references. It's almost effortless. It's really weird and it's uplifting in many ways. Um Plus the vocal that hits in that song is just, I'm usually not a fan of like the cheesy female vocal um, in songs, but blessings kind of hit that. And then same drugs. Um, a song that side note chance came out on Twitter and mentioned, Hey, this isn't actually about like drugs, drugs, by the way. Um, it's sort of that, that song of like losing someone, right. And, it all plays into that 
the duet, I think, on the last chorus really, really works for what this song sort of is, which is like sometimes you just you have really close friends and then you guys grow apart and you just don't do the same thing. So, like, you don't really hang out anymore. And that sort of sucks. And like the duet in the last chorus, that longing for it, I think is really kind of cool and like mixes that whole message back in. Um, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, in my listens through, uh, the things that sort of stood out for me, uh, Webster's Dictionary defines, uh, no, um, Summer Friends, a, a, a pretty, it's obviously a very retrospective nostalgia track, uh, and a, a coming to terms with the harsh brevity of life. And you, the listener, are listening to Record Breakers when you will never get this time back. Um, so thanks for joining us because I'll never get this time back either. But this was a good album. Um, uh, spoiler. Um, uh, all we got, uh, I the use of just a simple beat with horns and some modulated vocals. It's, it's a simple formula, but it works. Um, but by far... The, the thing that stuck in in my playthroughs was no problem with me. Um, it's a it's a smooth song on a on a very smooth album. There's not a lot of harsh breaks on this. There's not a lot of like it, it's it doesn't go places that is that's uncomfortable. It sort of sort of whispers in your ear and, and is all all nice to you and such. But uh, um, I I do like how like halfway through the song um, you get to see the other half because there's there's some fantastic dissonance between the two vocals. Um, and it's the best thing I heard in a while. I I would like to note that one of the greatest uh, lines, not by chance, is on that song. And I just remembered it. It's the part where Two Chains mentions that he's so high that him and God dabbing. And that makes me just just thinking about the fact that like he like from what I've read, literally put that line in his verse to tie it back into the other like sort of religious themes in the rest. <laughs> well, like is it was it him that said uh, I went to uh, school of hard knocks. Fox, I took night classes. Night classes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there, there are some great turns of phrase going on in this. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'll do the record breakers thing. Talk about all we got just cause it, it's sort of, I feel like it encompasses uh, everything on the record, both for me, good and bad. And I, I want to say I kind of agree with Brett, Brett that I think this is a good record. I just don't get it, which makes me feel old and out of touch. And I'm too young for that shit. But but like it's one of those things where I see why people love this. And I don't uh, I'm not going to rag on anyone for liking this. It just doesn't do it for me, I guess. But this really it's I like the instrumentation of it. I like that it isn't just a verse chorus verse rap song, but like I hate auto tune as an effect. I understand that like we live in a world where T Pain existed and it was fine when he did it for like five minutes, like ten years ago. But I hate that as a vocal effect. I understand it's popular and people do it. I just it pulls hey. me out of. I'm with you. I've been there ever since Cher's Life After Love. Yes. Like, you yes. know, it, that was the point where it started. It and, was cool uh, once, maybe, but not really. And it just, just go away. Because, like, here's the thing. I feel like Chance know, can Akon sing. does it sometimes, and it's all right. But like, like, Chance can sing. The so guy, the like, is... never gone away. It just will stop being noticeable. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying auto-tune as an effect, where you take okay. the auto-tune, you turn it up to 11, and you make, you make your voice do that warbly thing. 
that happens on let like click 80% this. of rap music right now. Let me yeah, double click on, on this I'm and not turn the slider like, up. What I'm saying it is... It literally has a plug-in that's like the auto-tune and the vocoder and like the weird crank yeah. that he does. There, it's, it's, it's a Pro Tools plug-in now. Yeah, hey, it's, it's like, going to be Hatsune Miku. We're all going to be listening to rappers yeah. that are pieces of software before we yeah. know it. Like it just it bothers me. I it's like a it's a production choice and I and like I said, I feel like Chance could probably sing the parts just fine and it would be cool. But like that it's a choice. Uh, but it, it bothers me and it takes me out of it. Uh Summer Friends, I, I enjoyed a lot of that. Uh this sort of soft style rapping is kinda new to me. And I'm 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 gonna give it a chance. This record is my my dip, dipping my toes into it and it's it's uh this at least this song gets a little more percussive. It's again, I don't know. I I, I have I looked away and rap completely flipped over again, and uh, I don't understand it anymore, which is t- typical of me. And then uh, all night because it's just a banger and it's fun. And uh, albums need fun banger tracks, uh, and this one's a really fun one. Mm-hmm. I would say. Uh... Hip hop didn't. I wouldn't say it turned around. It flipped around. I'd say the breadth of hip hop kind of just expanded in sound. That, that too. This is just. This is new to me, and I recognize that that I am the I am the old and out of touch one, and it hasn't done anything wrong. I'm just. This is new to me, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And this is, this is you know my first try, and it's. Uh, I don't hate it. I, I see um, what it's doing. I, yeah. I wonder if I like his older stuff. I wonder if I'll like his newer stuff. I'm not uh, sure this is his stuff for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I will say, yeah. Uh, I will say another cool song to kind of zero in and on. Again, we were talking about the, the distinction of the mixtape. Uh, it was uh, I mentioned Lil Yachty. Uh, mixtape was a, was a cool track. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like wondering is like, are, am I the only one like like actually cares about this as its own unique thing that is has always been a part of hip-hop and maybe can be a huge avenue for us going forward, which I think uh, more and more people are actually turning to things like unconventional releases uh, in hip-hop, going back to that punk rock DIY style, which is cool. SoundCloud rappers out there. Shout out to all them SoundCloud rappers still living the dream. Uh, There was a great Reddit thread on black people twitter on like it was like a great uh uh wholesome meme where like the first comment i think was the op going like yo put in your soundcloud we'll we'll give you a listen you're up next <laughs> like and people were actually putting in their soundclouds and people were like like shouting them out and giving them like giving them props and listening to their stuff and like it was a rapper on there that i, I ended up thoroughly enjoying which was great uh yeah shout out to soundcloud rappers much love. side note if if you want more of that, Petey, there's a whole subreddit now called Wholesome BPT. So yes. yeah. I know, I know, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great stuff. Good. That, We're on the same that, way. That thread. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusion on this album? Man, this is a really well put together album that like. It, it does every it, everything about this is new to me. It, it's stuff that I've not seen put together in the fashion that it's put together. Um, it's 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 a pretty great piece of recording. It's 
probably not going to end up on my playlist either. It's just not that kind. I, I don't find myself in the mood where this music is really something that I listen to, but I'm glad that I got to experience this and do so in a contemporary fashion. So that I'm, I'm, you know, it's not like we're in 1995 again, this episode, this is like, um, this is, this is modern as modern gets. And, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to, to see what's going on while it's going on before it's done. So, like, I would, uh, my call to action to you is if you have not, go give this a listen. What's inside the pages may blow your mind. Yeah. Uh, Patrick. I see what you did there. <laughs> Patrick, what would be your conclusions? Uh, I, I think Brett said it better than I probably could, but this is all kind of new to me, and I'm not sure I understand it, and I'm probably old and out of touch, but I recognize that, like, there's a lot of good stuff here, and you should probably go give this a listen. Uh, uh, like, the Grammys, let's admit, are a shit show, but, like, sometimes people get them and they deserve them. And I feel like giving Chance a Grammy is probably an okay thing. This is a cool album. It's different and new, and you don't hear a lot of stuff that's different and new sometimes. Like, that's that's something to kind of, you know, if you hear something that's different and new, that's, that's something to... Uh, to give a shit about. So go listen to this. If, uh, if you don't like it, that's okay. But I, I, I recognize the quality if it doesn't, you know, even if it doesn't connect with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, this is a fantastic, uh, record, a very, uh, personal record, a very nice look into, uh, chance the rapper's mentality, his soul, his spirituality. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I am not a spiritual person. By a long shot, uh, but I appreciate that he cha- he channels that in honestly and earnestly in, in a way that makes it uh, relatable, even even for as somebody who who isn't who isn't of faith. Uh, but yeah, it is it is just a really good record, and it's worth. So you're uh, saying that's unlike Hulkster in Heaven? Yeah, like very unlike <laughs> okay. Hulkster in Heaven. Uh, okay, you know it's not a. It's not a patronizing song about this mainly just an ego stroke. It's uh Exactly. It's actual it's actual emotion and actual thought and and an actual look into someone's soul. Uh but yeah, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album? Yeah. I bring I bring this one up because it, it won some Grammys and I think it deserved it. Um like uh Pat said, um the Grammys don't always get it right. Um, I mean, they do get it right sometimes, like, uh, best, uh, heavy metal album, uh, Jethro Tull. Absolutely. Um, heavy metal flute. Sometimes they don't get it right by not nominating baby metal for best metal performance this year. But, right. More, more relevant um, metal performance. But yeah. this is, this, this is the second time in recent memory I feel like they actually got it right. Uh, the first time being, uh, Mike league's uh band snarky puppy winning a grammy but um they also nominated corn on the same the same category this year but not you know pd i'm I'm back you up on this as there there has not been any relevant heavy metal made in these states united in many years this is true this is true metal transformed all i think that what rap does best for me is when it's something that's honest and nowadays I feel like to get that you're diving into things 
like Childish Gamino, you're diving into things like Chancellor Rapper. You're diving into things that might be a little bit off the beaten path, but they're starting to gain respect in that community because they're real and because they're the, the music is something you can't really deny. I mean, chances getting you don't get a Grammy unless you're popular, right? Like, let's be fair about this. And Chance the Rapper didn't really have like a record label to get popular. So what did he do? He had to be good enough to get respect of people who were already popular. And then like when they start talking about him, you go, your favorite guitarist starts talking about another guitar player. What do you do? You, you go listen, right? Like that's the same thing that happened here. And I think it's deserving of that. Um, there is also the fact that I kind of brought in Chancellor Rapper because I want to air my grievances because as a fan of uh, him and as a fan of Childish Gambino, we were promised a split with them and that album never came out and I'm very unhappy about that. But I think this album deserves a listen. Um, allegedly, I think it, they are it, working to their... Allegedly. The, allegedly... That's been happening for three, four years, PD. Like, <laughs> fucking shit or get off the pot, guys. And they will call the album American Communism. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, but, Drew, now you know what it's like to be a fan of YG Entertainment and K-pop. I'm a fan of Half-Life. <laughs> but it's it's something that, hey, I brought this on knowing that None of us are really huge hip hop heads. Um, and the stuff I get into is sort of weird. Um, let's point at little Dicky for a second and say fucking weird shit. But if you can have two guys that aren't in the hip hop saying, Oh wow, this is actually really good. Hey, I feel like it's not that bad. Maybe it deserves a listen. Even if you don't normally like this kind of music, because it's cool as shit. Is it cool as a shit or cool ass shit? Cool ass. Okay, because, cool, you know, cool ass. that shit came from a cool ass, man. Yep. Or that ass shit is really cool. That's it's right. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that Batman movie. Yeah. It, it's it, cool. They shit. That's right. Shit. What's... Wait, I don't know if there's enough ice puns for us to make that reference. Um, yes. Um... Yeah, there are. Uh, PD has them all in his brain. He's just not going to give them to you. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I uh, it's all rolling <laughs> around on there. I hold it back. Uh, but yes, those are our thoughts on Chance the Rapper. Uh, we bring it into our main event of the evening. We bring it into our haiku reviews. Uh, we sum it up in all uh, in our own poetic form. Uh, yeah, let's get started. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Really not my jam. That doesn't matter at all. It's a good album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Music can be good, but sometimes I don't get it. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, my haiku. Uh, deeply personal with plenty of cool factor. Chance takes him to church. Uh, and Drew, what is your haiku? Like what you did there. Um, gospel rap music coming out of Chicago deserves the gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's 
that's uh, that's those are our thoughts on Chance the Rapper, uh, and coloring book the mixtape. Like our first mi- mixtape, our first episode of mixtape breakers. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, Chance the Rapper. Check out what's on the B side, man. <laughs> I I put Earth AD on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can of course find that on our spotify playlist play record breakers the home game uh barring a uh a, a guest episode because usually in this transition is where we stick in a guest episode we have them uh but barring a guest episode the next album is going to be my album uh and i'm you know in kind of the in the same vein of uh talk about uh people that made waves at the grammys uh this year uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about A Tribe Called Quest's uh, return to music. Uh, and we're going to talk about We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. Uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion. It's a very long album. <laughs> uh, and it's a very big album. Lots of songs. But it's a very cool album. Uh, so look forward to that uh, next week. But that's then and this is now. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Uh, Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at Hibbity Bibbert. H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Drew I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Um, Rebelli TV, subscribe. Uh, you know, you can buy the album by in by clicking here in the last 20 seconds of this video on YouTube or you can uh, check out the last 10 seconds for the notation for subscribes and other episodes because I started doing that now uh, on YouTube uh, so you can do those uh, yeah do things until next time hasta los huevos hey check out the Pythons baby Toodle. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the, let's let's go straight to the uh... Jesus Christ. That's efficient. I need one of those in Austin. That's how you get around the boat pack. It's a fucking ostrich. And, uh, have they they legalized lane splitting in Texas? Was that no. the second state? <laughs> Sorry, no, people do it though pretty into... pretty regularly when traffic's real slow, just not when it's moving. <laughs>
in my head, hey, Brad, I, do you need I, a I was puller? 100% certain that you were going to go, have they legalized ostriches in Texas? <laughs> like, they no, were illegal you, in Texas? <laughs> well, you don't want there to be case law to say there is a right to ostrich because that means the next administration come up and make it illegal for ostrich. So you'd just rather ostrich be off the books. 